What's going on, everybody? What's up, Justin? I'm not going to do a major, major shout out like I'm on a microphone. Justin, my partner, my friend, co-host. What's up, brother? How you doing? And media may be new to you. You understand co-host means equal footing, right? It, co-host doesn't mean like you're my co-host, like your assistant co-host is equal, equal. Like Skip and Stephen A were co-hosts. Make sense? You're, you're the brain trust, man. I'm along for the ride. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're the engine. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the engine on the wheel. I was like, wait, who's steering? <laughs> was, that's not good if we have no driver. It's like we're both in the back seat. Like who's driving this? But it Let's is it goes. wrestling with MMA. Uh, the first episode, pretty good numbers, man. A lot of downloads, clicks, subscriptions. We're we're cool. climbing the rankings. We're the hottest wrestling with MMA podcast in the world. Number one on the charts uh, in Abu Dhabi and uh, uh, St. <laughs> Petersburg, Russia. We're killing it. Uh, pretty interesting week. I thought we were going to roll on this pretty casual, but Bo Nickel just fought last night. Dana White Contender Series. We also have somebody who faced Bo in the wrestling career, Pat Downey, Bellator 284 this Friday. So going to really have the focus on them. Uh, first impressions, Justin, what, what do you take away from the, uh, the, the Bo Nickel, uh, second MMA fight? Well, I think it, uh, it went by too quick for me. Uh, like, like I was t- uh, telling you last night, I, I struggled to stay up and I watched it. I was like, man, a minute and two seconds, but, uh, <laughs> you know, props to, uh, his opponent there for going out. I mean, everybody is saying, uh, Bo was open up at 10,000 to one or, for the betting odds and uh, crazy, which is nuts. So if you Google Bo Nickel, you're like, Oh man, this guy's a three-time NCAA champ. He's, he's legit. He's, he's a dude, but, uh, Noah, um, came out guy tried to his flying knees. I mean, if you're wrestling or you're going after a stud like that, you, you might as well bring your, your a game and your home run and whatever works for you. So he went out and tried to hit him with a flying knee. And as soon as he landed that blast double, I was like, Oh man, like this is over. And Bo got on top, dropped a, a hammer on his head. And then when he hit that front headlock, I, I initially thought he was going to pin him up against the, the cage there and just put him out right there. Yeah. But uh, his head was to the side. So I feel like if his head was underneath his sternum or in his stomach, lifting that up, I, th- I think he would have uh, tapped out there, but snapped him down a front headlock spun around. And then, uh, once he uh, threw le- that le- uh, that left leg in and uh, put that rear naked choke in, I was like, oh, man, this guy's done. And then out, tapped out. But uh, impressive. I mean, uh, Dana White not giving him a contract now, I, I understand. Uh, he said, uh, you know, only one guy went to the UFC 1-0 it was Brock Lesnar. and uh, But he gave Bo all the props in the world. He said, this dude's legit. He's for real. And... You know, Bo was real, I think, uh, you know, calm about it. I said, hey, you know, I'm not just here for a contract. I want to be the, you know, the world champ, which is cool. Um, you know, probably maybe a little salty because it's not happening immediately, but it's going to happen eventually. And um, I think he said he's going to give him another fight September, maybe. I think maybe maybe October. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's the real deal, and I don't think uh, – you, you really, I mean, Dana White, maybe his uh, his mindset is like, hey, the first guy he fought was 
looked like a bar fight, you know, the guy came out of a bar, but <laughs> no. and then this guy, you know, I just, I don't know. He, uh, Bo's, Bo's the, the real thing. So it'll be interesting to see who, uh, who he uh, matches up with next. Certainly. I agree with everything hundred percent. And I think it's 10 or 12 weeks to Dana White contender series run. So if you do the math, it, they'll probably put them on one of the latter later weeks to like give them time to rest and uh, book an opponent and promote the fight. Well, he was, he was in there for a minute and two seconds and Bo said, I'm unscathed. I'm ready to go. Like, let's I mean, do this. If you do a legendary thing, he fights this coming Tuesday, <laughs> stay in Vegas. Don't go back to Florida. I think he trains. Don't go back to Florida, stay in Vegas. Like, was, I don't I don't even think he's uh, was touched. And now you probably have the more trained eye with this, uh, especially studying Bo. Was he jittery? The uh, way he went from the, the front headlock position to spin around to the back, was that jitters or was he fully uh, in control of everything? He, he went for the, the rear naked choke, the squeeze across the jaw, a la Khabib. No pun intended with the a la, but a la Khabib versus Connor. Like that, it reminded me of that. Uh, Khabib fought with a lot of anger and emotion that night. Uh, though Bo didn't have the choke under the, the, the chin or right on the neck, uh, the carotid arteries, uh, was he nervous or was he just totally composed and he knows how strong he is? Well, what he said, uh, pre fight or post fight is, uh, yeah, I mean, he's getting into a fight, absolutely, he's nervous, but um, I appreciate him saying that, but um, like, like they. Like they said before, he uh, he fought or uh, wrestled at you know thirty thousand people at Madison Square Garden for national title. He's used to the the limelight. So once uh you know once that bell rings, that whistle blows. He's I think he tunes everything out and you know it's it's game on. But um, I think that's uh you know in wrestling wise, you get a front headlock and if you can't you know put him on his back, you're going to spin behind and secure your points. But you know same thing MMA wise. Uh, you know, he uh, he attacked him where he was weak, spun behind, and you know, even if he had the, if he, even if he get the choke in, he still you know punched him in the back of the head or, you know, doing something else, whatever he wanted to him. So, I think it was uh, you know, that was what he wanted to do at the time. I don't think he was you know nervous or anything once he started rolling, but yeah, I think it was a a planned thing. Hey, let's uh, let's try to end this quick. And uh, here I want to get. I should have had this already loaded. Uh, here is, uh, oh my gosh, I got to type in my password to share them anyway. The government's listening. It doesn't matter if we're, can, uh, let me know if, if you can hear it. Uh, not at all. I mean, yeah, I got you. okay. Uh, this is uh, on ESPN, courtesy of ESPN, Laura Sanko interviewing Bo Nickel uh, after, coming hot off what'd you say a minute two seconds off his uh minute two his, seconds his dominating win i hope you guys all made a ton of money but here here's bone nickel i'm confident in my abilities i know i can do that against anybody in the world it doesn't matter if it's a 3-0 fighter or any of these guys in the ufc 85 pound division uh you're on watch you have wrestled in front of a sold out madison square garden you've been in front of big crowds you've been in the spotlight were there any nerves whatsoever tonight knowing that there was a lot on the line I mean, I'm getting in a fight, so there's obviously nerves. Um, I think uh, for me, like you said, I've competed in the biggest uh, events in the world in front of 20,000, 30,000 people. So this is another day uh, in my life, and uh, I love it. I live for this. So I was just excited to go put, out a, put on a show. You train with some of the best in the world down at ATT, and you're now 2-0. But the question is, 
are you ready? In your sense, are you ready to enter the middleweight division in the UFC? Give me that contract, all right? Listen, it doesn't matter who you are. My wrestling is 100 times what any of these guys could uh, put up with, and I'll take them down, submit them, ground and pound them, and at the end of the day, um, none of these dudes can hang with me, so I'm ready to be in the UFC, absolutely. Takeaways from that interview, Justin. I love it. I mean, he's he's not lying. His his wrestling is a uh, hundred times what uh what they could handle, but uh, I love it. I'm ready for the next one. Putting your uh, promotional hat on, you are uh, Dana Ferrara. Uh, okay. Who, who who do you want for Bo next? I mean, you this guy is gonna be. He's confident. He checks off so many boxes. Dana White's a big fan, obviously. Uh, before he gets to the shark tank of the, the UFC, which I'm sure he'll be able to swim with. Uh, do you want to test him a little more? Do you want, want Bo to be maybe just a, a minus 500 favorite and not like a, a 3,000 or 30,000, whatever his favorite line was? Uh, what are you looking for in, in his next fight before you Te- officially give him uh, that UFC contract? Say test him. Really test him. Um, but Jiu-jitsu uh, guy, hardcore striker. Again, what what yeah, do you mean? Jiu-jitsu would be cool. I mean, but uh, I really, uh, I really don't see anybody uh, giving him a problem in the, you know, the contender series. I agree. I agree. He, and it, he may run into issues in the UFC, but I don't think in the contender series he's going to have any, any issues. I, I appreciate. I didn't know he was doing grappling tournaments too. He was doing like uh, prestigious grappling tournaments. Yeah. I think it was quintet at. at in Vegas, he's got a whole bunch of people uh, watching. Again, he he faced Gordon Ryan. Like, he is not scared of anything, and he he has that just Captain America type of feel to him. Like, Bo knows is gonna come back, man. I swear that that saying is <laughs> gonna come back. Nike's gonna jump on him. He clean cut athlete, and I I think it's just the perfect dichotomy that Bellator two eighty four is this Friday. Pat Downey, somebody uh, who's wrestled on the highest levels uh, of wrestling, uh, Olympic trials, obviously uh, NCAA. Uh, I'm learning about him. Uh, I'm always using your knowledge to kind of build off and build my own take on him. But can you give us a a quick resume on Mr. Pat Downey and why we should tune in this Friday? So Pat is... uh was a superstar in high school still wow. still in my mind he's a superstar um he had a bunch of uh he's from maryland he had a bunch of uh, i think legal issues um you know he just ran with the wrong crowd i think he said it in multiple interviews you know wrong place wrong time wrong people um but he ended up going to the university of nebraska i believe he was recruited by you know heavily by jordan burroughs um got into a Fight or two there. Uh, head coach uh, Mark Manning kicked him off. Ended up going to Iowa Central uh, JUCO school. Was a national champ there for them. And then he went to Iowa State and was also an All American um, for head coach Kevin Jackson, who is now the assistant at Michigan. But more issues. Uh, the following year, he ended up getting more trouble. Um, kicked off the team. It's really a shame because uh, you know his whole life he dedicated himself to wrestling, but. He just couldn't stay out of trouble or, you know, um, it is a shame, but right now I think he's doing the right things. Uh, I hope he, I hope he rebounds. I really do. Um, but, um, he ended up, he was a U.S. uh, senior national champ. So he ended up going to the world championships. Um, and I would have loved to watch him wrestle David Taylor, but David Taylor had a, a knee injury. 
So he was unable to wrestle. So he had to forfeit his spot to the world championships. But, uh, you know, Pat is, uh, I think he's, he's a tough, obviously tough as nails, tough dude. I think, uh, you know, he gets the right people in his corner. Um, you know, the right coaches around him, uh, just that support. I think he's going to be on the right track to, to make a, a big name for himself. Um, hopefully that stuff in his past is kind of, uh, you know, a learning lesson for him, but, um, I wish him the best of luck. I hope he's, I hope he knocks his dude out and, you know, transitions, uh, to UFC or, you know, makes a, uh, makes a name for himself in uh, Bellator, but, um, uh, I'm really excited to see him, uh, uh, when I saw his name on the card, I was like, oh, man. I was like, is this the Pat Downey I'm thinking of? And it is. So that's, you know, I'm uh, really excited to see him uh, compete. Yeah, a lot of craziness on this, too, man. I don't know. I couldn't find any amateur MMA stuff. He might just be, like, so respected with his wrestling credentials that they're just allowing him to t- skip a amateur career, jump into a pro career. Again, it, it's so cool to follow the trajectory of, of Bo Nickel and now Pat Downey. They're training at the two best teams in in Florida. Uh, you had Bo Nickel, American top team, Coconut Creek. And now Pat Downey, I see, is at Sanford MMA. And there's a lot of crossover between the gyms, uh, a lot of tension between the gyms. And it's just so cool that uh, these guys are fighting on the same week. In your opinion, uh, you, you've studied Pat, I mean, like 100 times more than I have. Um, is he taking this fight? Is he fighting for the right reasons? Is this going to be an outlet where he truly can flourish or is he doing it because he has a skill set and, and this is a, a proper way to to use that skill set i think it's a, l- a little bit of both he's going to flourish and uh um you know nothing nothing against his past at all but he's he's known for you know fighting getting into some some scraps but uh i think uh if he keeps his head on straight like i said uh good coaches good management team and he'll, uh, he'll find success, but it's just, um, you know, is he going to stay humble? He's going to stay controlled. Um, I think that's the big thing. Uh, once he, uh, I think once he, once he starts flourishing, he gets a, a little uh, ahead of himself. I mean, I don't know him personally, um, but I really, I really think uh, this will be a, a really good outlet for him. So yeah, he did wrestle nickel at the, uh, the Olympic team trials. Um, in 2020 and i think bo ended up taking them you know it'd be so cool and it's it's uh, the ufc and dana white shoots it down you can understand why he doesn't want to do a bellator versus ufc uh crossover promotion event he goes because like the ufc has a lot more to use uh lose if bellator fighters beat up on the ufc fighters it's it's all to gain from bellator ufc is like dude we're top dog back off but i would love to see downey versus uh nickel down the road for some type of world championship uh real quick i want to play uh this uh this cut uh courtesy of mma junkie nolan's king interview with pat downey uh, i believe the the synopsis is about him uh and his relationship with wrestling yeah like even when i you know did everything i set out to do in the sport they they still didn't with me being their representative. And I just feel like I wasn't the uh, wrestling poster boy that they kind of wanted representing Team USA. Oh, today, I mean, USA Wrestling, you know what I mean? The governing body. And, um, you know, I'm always getting reprimanded for shit I was saying or what I was doing or how I was behaving. And, you know, just because I didn't, you know, go to go to church on Sunday and then go secretly closet sin on Monday, like, 
all them fake motherfuckers are doing. I was a little more, you know, open about my lifestyle or how I live and what I do. And I don't, you know, they're just a very judgmental, um, small kind of clicky crowd. And, um, it sucks that in an individual sport and a tough sport like wrestling, that there's so many politics and like favoritisms and, and, um, you know, weird little clicks and crews. Like, I don't really know how to explain it much better than that, but, uh, yeah, just, I kind of, kind of put a sour taste in my mouth and I'm happy to move on to something, uh, better. Uh, what up, Boris? What are your thoughts? So I could be wrong. I may be wrong, but I, I think I remember reading something about him tweeting about uh, women's wrestling. Yes, that was an article. Roman. Um, something to do with like a, a final X, like flow wrestling is one of the, the main, actually like the main uh, companies that uh, broadcast wrestling events at the highest level. And they weren't paying like uh female wrestlers um equally as like a Jordan Burroughs or um so I think he made a comment like hey like um something along the lines like uh you know they they come to watch uh men's freestyle not like Greco or women's freestyle and it was a big blowback and I think uh, he was sponsored by uh Barbarian Apparel I think they dropped him and then um he was at New Jersey Regional uh Wrestling Club or training center, and they ended up uh, dropping him as well. Wow. That is not that harsh compared to... There's a couple of uh, foreign uh, fighters uh, who come from countries that women are uh, way down on the totem pole. And these fighters, a a Bellator fighter, um, he said he literally doesn't want women fighting. They should not be fighting. They should be at home. (laughs) And it's like, that's way worse than what Pat Downey said. Uh, Pat isn't lying when he's saying they're coming to watch Jordan Burroughs. It, it's like, if you're, are you going to watch the Knicks or the Liberty? And it's like, if he said something worse, like that women shouldn't be wrestling, I feel like that would be the equivalent to what the Bellator fighter said. But I don't and know. That's, it, that's his own personal opinion because uh, there's some – amazing female athletes out there. Sarah Hildebrandt comes to my mind immediately. Um, she, I think, took third in the Olympics. She is tough as nails. Went to King College. I think she's originally from Indiana, but uh, her brother was an All-American at Central Michigan. He ended up transferring to Penn State, but she's super tough. Um, she's got her own like uh, clothing brand or clothing line out of a, a wrestling company called The Rudis. But uh, she's super tough. Uh, Helen Morales, she's a Olympic gold medalist. Um, I think world world bronze medalist. But a lot of these athletes are tough as nails. And then what women's wrestling's doing now—they're blowing up. They're adding wrestling program left and right in college level, and uh, we're just getting tough. Like U.S. women are competing with Japan. Japan is historically like number one. So. Um, it's really cool to see that. And, you know, women's sport is uh, wrestling is growing um, like crazy. So I think uh, this year, like we were talking about last week, uh, Fargo national championships, that's uh, the biggest, uh, essentially the biggest tournament in the world for high schoolers. Um, and they had over uh, a thousand girls registered for the junior division 
Uh, so high oh, wow. school division, like that's that's awesome. So the sport is growing, and uh, you know people are coming to watch them. But I think that's just his own personal opinion, and um, you know that I think that that was another little minor setback for him. But it looks like he's on his feet training. What you said was, you know, one of the top uh, teams in in the country. So um, you know they see potential in him, and he's doing the right things. And um, again, I think that was just a, you know. Something, you know, maybe he he did mean it that way, but uh, you know, in the wrestling community, I mean, it is a tight knit community, and um, they love to see, you know, everybody grow. So women being on that um that same page is growing, along with Greco Roman. I mean, I I prefer Greco Roman. I I love Greco. Um, and um, nobody like uh, I mean, people remember Rulon Gardner for uh, you know, beating the. Um, 13 time world champ, uh, Alex Corellan from Russia. You know, that's a oh, I've heard, I've heard of Corellan. Okay, that's a that's a that's a household name now. Rulon Gardner, um, also University of Nebraska. Um, but uh, he uh, you know, Greco is not everybody's like, oh, I can't attack the legs, I can't, um, you know, it's a different style, but you know, it's not as popular as freestyle. But um, you know, his opinion went out, and then you know, with today's world, you know kind of almost not, not really a cancel culture, but, you know, they, they dropped them and, you know, uh, now he, he's, he rebounded. So I think, uh, I, think I guarantee right. you, uh, if we sat Pat down and hopefully somehow, some way we could, uh, mix it up with Pat Downey over an interview in the near future. Um, I guarantee you, he's going to say it was just, uh, and you could ask him this. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to say that it, it was just, He's going to say exactly what you said about women's wrestling, about how much the sport's growing. And uh, also on the side note, I wonder if the correlation is to women seeing Ronda Rousey or Kayla Harrison doing yep. well in MMA, Tatiana Suarez, and, and maybe they're like, oh, man, that's that's an outlet post-college, post-Olympics that I can uh, make it a career out of. So that that's also cool to see. But I think, yeah, and it happened in 2020, so I'm assuming it was during the height of the pandemic and it was when everybody was just – they call them the keyboard warriors sitting. Yeah. Everybody was at home. They're focusing on, uh, I think it was tweets. If I remember the article, um, I think it was tweets. It was. So it's like, everybody sees it. They're just sitting on it, stewing on it. Nothing much to do at home. Uh, I'm just, I'm hoping Pat can turn it around, man. I, I really believe he Me just, too. Needs to I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of him. I mean, express uh, this energy in the correct way. That's it. I don't know. I like both sides. I like the good Jedi, the Luke Skywalker with Bo Nickel. And I also like the Darth Vader with uh, Pat Downey. It's like, it's cool, man. I think it's, it's, it's fire and ice and it's just, it's exciting yeah. to see that it's this week. Who, who, uh, what real quick though, stepping back was, uh, how was Bo's power double? Like he didn't, he didn't do knee to the floor, kind of just ran through it. Was it just, uh, his opponent was just so. Um, he, he, he set he set himself up for it. I mean, uh, okay. He attempted to knee him in the head. I don't know if it was like a scare tactic, but as soon as he landed, he was standing straight up and said, "Hey, thank you. Let me get that for free." You know. So he is like wrestling grappling. Mine is like like a chessboard. So many moves ahead. Like everything he's doing is set up. Because again, I'm just I'm learning the wrestling game from you, my friend. So. Just trying so to he, study he these have, elite wrestlers. He may have had a different plan. He may have had something completely um, different in his mind, and then, hey, an opportunity presented itself, and, you know, he jumped on it. 
but uh, yeah, I think he, the, he set himself up standing straight up. So, I mean, he uh, took advantage of that. Does it make sense that Pat is going to be more of the traditional young, uh, young mixed martial arts fighter with that elite wrestling background where he just relies heavily on wrestling early? Or do you feel it's just, I don't know, maybe he turns into Tito Ortiz or a Mark Coleman where he takes you down and he, but he wants to inflict damage. Like he, he might be a Tito. Uh, I, I think uh, he's a totally different guy. I mean, uh, like you said, uh, he was dedicated to the sport of wrestling his whole life. And then he had a few mishaps and um, you know, he's got a fighting background, so he might want to inflict some pain, you know? Gotcha. We got about three minutes left. Uh, anything, uh, you want to throw in tag in this is casual man it's 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 fun to be working with you no it's cool it's cool that uh yeah absolutely um the let me look at the card real quick yeah i looked up a few of the guys that we were talking about um you know with some wrestling background there could be more um i just don't know i did it real quick but uh steve mori he's 10 and 0 right now um he's fighting the interim champ from russia i don't i, I don't even want to say his name because i'll uh i'll butcher it Valentin Moldovsky. That's pretty good. I know what yeah, he, he's got a, a little bit of a, a wrestling background. He uh, said he, he came from the Pittsburgh area. So people in the wrestling community that know that Whippeal, Western Pennsylvania is tough. Like that's where they have a, um, a turn or a, a dual meet every year called the Dapper Dan. So it's like Western Pennsylvania versus um, a state you know, oh, wow. or, or the, or the country. So they're, they're super tough. Um, you know, Steve's 10 and 0, um, and it said only wrestled two years in high school, but still he's got that background. And I believe it said he was coached by Quentin Wright, uh, for his wrestling. So Quentin Wright, that people that don't know, that don't know is a national champ from Penn state, another Penn state, uh, guy right there. And then, uh, the other guy, Austin Vanderford, as you uh, referred to as Mr. Van Zandt. <laughs> but uh, dude's pretty tough, real tough. I think he's 11 and one now. And uh, he's a NAIA national champ. So National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, it's a different governing body from the NCAA. Um, you know, still tough dude. You gotta be your All-American national champ. Um, you know, he chose his path. I think he's a two-time state champ from Alaska, but uh you know, went to Southern Oregon University and competed there. And then uh, the other guy, the other guy that I was looking at was uh, Sullivan Coley. He was a three-time state placer from Nevada, second, third, and fourth. And he wrestled oh, wow. at Arizona State. And I believe he's currently training with Ryan Bader. So, you know, those are just some names to to look at and um, see how they're doing. But he's uh, he's 3-0, I believe. So um, it's interesting to see, you know, how these guys uh, do this weekend. Yeah, I'm uh I'm gonna at least tune into the the fights that we that mentioned just to uh, come back and, and learn how the wrestler is transitioning in uh MMA. Justin, as always, Mr. Ferrara, I appreciate the time, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I'll talk to you soon. Nice shirt, by the way. I think we have about 20 seconds. Can we squeeze it in? What is this? You man see man ramp. ramp with tech deck? Tech man deck ramp. Man? No, not a tech deck one. Oh man my ramp. gosh. I grew up on tech decks. I'm like, <laughs> you gotta get I gotta get one of my own or something. Hang it up in the background. But Justin, you're the man. Till next week, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.